Hello, welcome to the History Podcast, and I'm your host, Mitchell Montgomery. Today I'll be joined by a special guest, my brother, and also a Vianney graduate from the class of 2017, Bennett Montgomery. How are you doing today, Bennett? I'm doing well. How are you, Mitchell? Very good. So today on the podcast, we'll be talking about Mao Zedong. So Mitchell, how about you go ahead and give us a little bit of background on uh, the childhood and life of Mao Zedong. Alright, so Mao Zedong was born on December 26th, 1893 in the Hunan province of China. He grew up in a peasant farmer family where he sold grain. Mao trained to be a teacher and taught at the University of Beijing. He studied communism and Marxist literature while becoming a teacher. Thanks for that background on Mao, Mitchell. So how about you tell us a little bit how Mao came to power and some of his policies. So, Mao came to power in 1921, where he was the leader of the CCP, also known as the Chinese Communist Party. He allied with the KMT, which is a nationalist party at the time. And in 1927, the leader of the KMT, Chiang Kai-shek, wanted to break away and start a communist purge. After this, the communists had won and taken over China. When Mao was in complete control, he founded the People's Republic of China or PRC. Mao wanted to change China and reshape how it was run. Wow, Mitchell, sounds like Mao had a lot of big ideas that were pretty wild. How about you tell us a little bit about Mao's ideologies and what they actually did? So, just to name some policies, industry went under control of the government and farmland was collectivized. Along with that, all opposing political parties and opinions were pretty much destroyed and silenced. Wow, that sounds like a really harsh policy there. So, tell me a little bit about one of Mao's big ideas, the Great Leap Forward. So, Mao had introduced China to the Great Leap Forward, which was a type of agricultural and industrial production. After it, the plan failed failed miserably, and it led to a famine all across China, and due to it, many died. And in an article written by Ian Johnson, it was said... It is probably fair to say, then, that Mao was responsible for about 1.5 million deaths during the Cultural Revolution, another million for the other campaigns, and between 35 million and 45 million for the Great Leap Famine. Taking a middle number for the famine, 40 million, that's about 42.5 million deaths. And some might even say that um, 77 million people may have died at max. Wow, those are some horrific numbers about what Mao did to the Chinese people. Yeah, along with those stats, Mao Zedong is the number one person associated with the most deaths to any group of people. And following him are Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Even with Stalin and Hitler combined, they don't even reach Mao Zedong's smallest estimate of deaths. Wow, those are some horrific guys, but Mao really topped them all. So how did China recover after Mao? So China at this point in time was weaker and poorer than it had ever been. Mao Zedong died in 1976, shortly after having a heart attack. After his death, the freedom of China instantly but subtly started to show up. The Gang of Four, which was a group of power instated within the CCP, were all arrested and a few years later were put on trial and sentenced to death due to the death of many that they were responsible for. Sounds like the Chinese really started to clean up their act. 
So how did China reform economically after Mao? China had to rebuild their economy after the communists were gone. Deng Xiaoping was reinstated into office and formed the four modernizations, which were agriculture, industry, technology, and military. Deng also launched several economic reforms that allowed private sectors to start and operate their own businesses once again. It sounds like China's really headed in the right direction. So how else did they continue to evolve? China began to turn more to socialism and possibly even more towards capitalism. After Deng put in all of his reforms, China went from hating capitalism to loving and appreciating capitalist policies. They had much more control over industry and their own property. So what is China's foreign economic policy like? So the United States traded with China to help both countries prosper and have booming economies, which is very good for China, especially in their current state at the time. Sounds like trade's been good for both China and the United States. So how is Mao viewed currently in China? Even after Mao died, Chinese media did not attack his record. Chinese schools do not teach the failures of the past. The 1981 declaration of the CCP Central Committee say 70% right, 30% wrong, which is the current official Chinese assessment of Mao. That's some pretty good information on Mao Zedong and the Chinese. Sounds like he was a pretty bad guy. Yep, well that's all we have for today, so it was a pleasure having you on today's podcast. Thanks for having me, Mitchell.